This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. That story in Daniel chapter 3 about the three Hebrew men who were thrown into the furnace of fire is another one of those stories that I read recently in light of a new and deepening relationship with God. And it just challenges me and convicts me. You probably hear me say that all the time. It's like every time I read the Bible now, I get challenged and convicted all over again in ways that I have never before. These three men were Jewish exiles who, along with the prophet Daniel, were taken captive and held in Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar built this 90-foot-tall gold statue, and he commanded everybody in his realm to stop whatever they were doing and bow down and worship this thing whenever they heard music playing. Can you imagine something so ridiculous? So apparently there were some people watching these guys and noticed that they would never bow down when that music was playing. So they run to the king and rat them out and tell him, you know, listen, you got these Jews who don't worship your gods and, and they won't bow down to the image. And this sent Nebuchadnezzar into a rage. So he orders them to be brought to him and he gives them a chance to de- be defiant to his face in Verse 14, this is what he says to them. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue that I've set up? I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the music. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace and then What God will be able to rescue you from my power? Now, first of all, there's just so many crazy things about this. But here's the leader of an entire kingdom who is literally obsessed with the actions of three men and is becoming completely unhinged at the thought of being challenged and not obeyed. The Bible says he was consumed with rage. What's so crazy about that was all of that was ultimately for God to get glory. But that's at the end of this. And here's their response. Beginning in verse 16. Check out how bold these guys are. Here's what they said. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. And he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. That's the part right there that convicts me. Apparently, in Babylon at that time, it was a normal practice to punish people by burning them alive. So the idea of being thrown into a furnace, there was absolutely no expectation of anything other than brutal torture and death. People did not get thrown, bound into flames, 
and live to talk about it. And even in the midst of understanding that, these guys were so devoted and so committed to the God that they served, they did not even consider bowing even to save their own lives. It's easy to say these guys must have had incredible faith because they knew and they declared that God was able to deliver them. But when they were faced with that situation, clearly they did not know for sure that he would. In verse 18, they said this, even if he doesn't, so that meant they weren't even sure, even if he doesn't deliver us, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. And you know the rest of the story. He gets so crazed and out of control. He orders that furnace to be heated up seven times hotter than usual. And then he commands some of the strongest men in his army to tie them up and throw them into the furnace. It always amazes me in this story that that fire was so hot that even the guys who threw them into the fire were killed instantly by the flames. But those three Hebrews walked around in that fire and were completely unharmed. Sometimes when I hear stories about missionaries in other countries that get captured and tortured for preaching the gospel, I have heard people say, you know, I would probably just renounce Christ and save my life. And then I would just repent for doing that later. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? I get convicted because I don't know if I would have had the courage to do the same thing that those guys did. Something as simple as get on my knees and bow before a gold statue or else be burned alive. I would like to think that I would have that kind of courage, but truthfully, if I was in that same situation, I don't know what I would do. Because even though I have never bowed down to a statue or an image, I have bowed down to the God of my heart, which has not always been the Lord. I'm talking about the God of my own will and my own desire that has exalted itself above the word and the will of God. I have chosen to do things and say things that I knew would not please the Lord because I wanted to, because I wanted to be right. I wanted to be justified. I wanted to be vindicated. I wanted to be comforted. I wanted to not be taken advantage of or look like a fool or look like a punk. I am very aware that the Bible says vengeance is mine and I will repay. But I have not always been satisfied to let God handle things in his time and in his way. And I have not always been pleased with the decisions that God has made regarding my life. So there have been times when I just did whatever I wanted to do. Whatever seemed right to me in my own eyes. What's crazy is that I know that every place in the Bible that says that man did what was right in his own eyes, it was called sin. That's, that's a whole nother. Remember, though, that these captives, these guys were taken from their homes and their land. They could have easily been mad at God for letting something like that happen to them. I mean, if he had not let them be captured, they would never even be in a situation like they were in in front of that king. But these three guys, they faced the ultimate test of their lives. And they were willing to go through the fire 
and go to their death rather than dishonor the God that they served. Man, what kind of heart is that? What, what, what I wouldn't give to have a heart like that. A heart that will not compromise no matter what the cost. A heart that sees things the way God sees them and feels about them the way he feels. Like the psalmist said of Christ in 45.7, a heart that loves righteousness and hates wickedness just like he does. And you know what? That is the kind of heart that the Father wants in all of us. A heart and a life that will not just talk the talk, but live the life that puts him first above all else. A heart of purity that is devoted to him without question or hesitation. But how in the world do you even get to that point? It's not like we don't want to honor God and live for him. I really do believe that. But how do you get to the point where you're willing to pay any price, face any challenge, endure any hardship, suffer any loss for the cause of Christ? We got to do the same thing those Hebrews did. We have to be willing to go through that fire. And I'm not talking about being burned alive, but I am talking about the refiner's fire that brings to the surface the impurities in our hearts and lives so that God can remove them. I'm talking about the fires of our circumstances that will look different for each one of us. The trials of our faith, the furnace of our affliction. I'm talking about the willingness to walk into and through Whatever fire he leads us to, knowing that even in the midst of it, we will not be alone. Just like in Daniel, when they looked into that furnace where those Hebrews had been thrown, there was a fourth man in that fire, and that fourth man was Christ. And even though he never did stop them from going through it, he brought them out of it, and he got glory out of their devotion and their witness for him. Job said it like this in 2310. He knows where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure gold. And so even if today, family, you cannot say with honesty and certainty that you will never bow down before another God, whoever or whatever that may be. If you can say, Father, I want that kind of heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. If you can say, I repent for every time and every way that I have dishonored you and exalted my will above yours, and I surrender my heart and my life to you once again, then say that, purify my heart, O God. And I will live for you boldly every day out loud.